and welcome to CausePods. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here at CausePods, we have one simple mission, to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes and make the world a better place, whether it's in their own local community or they're taking on global issues. Please visit us at causepods.org where you can learn about our guest show, their favorite charitable cause, join our Facebook group with resources for cause-based podcasters, and find a link where you yourself could be a guest here on CausePods. Again, that's all at causepods.org. All right, we are going to take you down to our nation's capital. We are chatting with Christine Hosterman, host and creator of the Because We Are Strong podcast. She does that with her co-host. But Christine, welcome to CausePods. Ah, thank you, Matthew, for having me. Big fan. Oh, thank you. So tell us, what is Because We Are Strong all about? So Because We Are Strong is about all of us, all of our stories, everything that makes us who we are, makes us rare, makes us chronic, makes us zebras or spoonies. It's about uh, almost like the human experience. We tend to have a lot of people in the rare disease space. It really is for anyone to share kind of their life story. So in a similar way of cause pods, it's not necessarily one specific cause, but elevating lots of other people's different causes. Yes, absolutely. So I got to ask, what made you want to start and do a podcast like this? You mentioned rare disease, and I know that is somewhat of a central focus of this, but what brought this all about? I got sick in 2016. I was a perfectly healthy 27-year-old living on the hill, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) running marathons, and then my health just deteriorated and it never occurred to me that you could wake up sick and never get better. Like that concept wasn't there for me. And like many, I felt extremely alone. I didn't fit into one world or the other. My previous world, I couldn't communicate in and I didn't know where I fit yet in the rare disease space. And so I still don't have a diagnosis. And so, you know, where do you fit when there's nowhere to go? Uh, I felt like I was an intruder if I was in the cancer space. I was an intruder if I was in the lupus space. And so um, really wanted to create a space for all like almost like the misfit toys just to let them know that they weren't alone and that there was commonality. That has got to be incredibly frustrating to in a very, very different example, right? Like I, I might feel sick one day, go to the doctor and they're like, well, it probably a virus, not a hundred percent sure, but you know, give it a week or so and you'll be okay. And it's like, you know, I'd rather have a real answer than just a, you'll be better in two weeks. You're talking about almost six years now without a true diagnosis. How do you, how do you battle that frustration? I will say that, you know, rare and the offs, the offsets of that, such as uh, because you're strong podcasts are really what saved my life. I was going down a very dark path in which I, you know, a lot like many others out there uh, struggling with anxiety, depression, honestly, suicidal ideation. And it's something I try to talk about more is that I was done. I was like, I just don't want to play this game anymore, doctor after doctor. And that's where this kind of all sparked from was the idea that, well, if I can't find a spot for myself, let me create one. And I never expected there to be so many people, even within, right, those people who have categories to 
that felt the way I did. That felt like there was no, like they didn't have any place to go. So I will say like this has become such a saving grace for me. And I've been, I'm blessed every day to do it. How, I mean, of the people that you talk to when I see, you know, looking at some of your interviews, right? Like folks of very specific examples, maybe it's colorectal cancer, or maybe it's somebody with polyps or like, you know, a very specific, unique diagnosis. But how many folks do you talk to are in your position where something is wrong, but you still don't have a true specific diagnosis for it? I would say who come on the show, not that many. And I think part of that is because a lot of times this happens in more in the beginning of the journey and you're not maybe ready to talk about it. You're not ready to talk about those frustrations because there's still hope, right? There's still, there's still like running the battery of tests, et cetera. Um, but like just in general on my platform, I encounter at least like seven people a day who are like, oh my gosh, I caught a part of your story and like that's similar to what I'm going through. And so I think that's been amazing. I mean, seven years on average to get a diagnosis. Um, I have 42 diagnoses on my on my chart and none of which they anyone's willing to actually claim as my diagnosis. So it's really frustrating and it's hard to like want to go back to the doctors. Like, what's the point? So how, I mean, I know you said doing the podcast has kind of helped you find that sense of community, but what else do you do to kind of cope and get through the day and and keep a positive attitude? I think just really what all of us has given me is the ability to truly start to own who I am. I was no, I no, I was no longer could run. I no longer was really good at my job. Um, you know, very type A personality, and now I'm like, oh, <laughs> and so like you know, brain full of mush, and so really tap into my own creativity and realize that like there's a whole other side of me that I didn't even know because it was kind of caught up within a very rigid structure of who I used to be. Um, but creating uh, has been a huge uh, part of my life since and a very big coping skill. So what led you to podcast specifically? Um, so my co-host, Teresa, um, her son, Owen, has because, um, no, he does not because we're strong. He has BWS, Beckwith Wiedemann Syndrome. And um, she had been like, I really want a podcast. I really want a podcast. Uh, I would say she's like the nice calm voice you hear in the beginning. And I'm like, I don't want a podcast. I don't want my voice on there. No, no, no. And I'm more of like the, let me tech savvy figure this all out. And so she kind of pushed us to start sooner than I probably would have. But it's been, it's been great. We've been able to get, just came up on a year in September and we have 75 episodes out. <laughs> Grateful for the push that she gave me. What have been some of the big challenges or struggles not to, you know, being behind the mic, but just in general to having a podcast, finding guests, finding your audience, right? Like what are some of the things that even now you wish you had more guidance on or you wish there were better solutions out there for you? I always wish that I could have maybe like another 24 hours in the day to do everything um, <laughs> that I would love to do. But besides that, I would say, you know, we started with a pretty solid niche, you know, those in this uh, invisible space. That was kind of a check. I mean, guests haven't been 
a problem. I think we're like, we're currently booked out pretty, pretty far, which has been amazing. But I think I wish there was like a little bit more access to fundage, right? Because I tried to edit the first few episodes and sorry to anyone out there who's because we're a strong fan. Um, I know you can tell when we started getting an editor, but you know, there's only so much you can do, you know, with a limited budget. And I would say, you know, there was more access for new podcasters or podcasters with like a, a nice purpose to kind of, you know, get some of those things that podcasts who have, you know, like millions and millions of like subscribers are afforded. That would be like one of our biggest challenges is, you know. Being able to break through the noise of all the the professional organizations and outfits and celebrities that are doing the same thing and, and taking up a lot of the oxygen. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. It's like, you know, sometimes it can be frustrating when, you know, you know, you see someone's like started a podcast and they may have have, you know, like, I guess that's like, life and equity and and all that stuff but like you know they kind of go for the professional shoot and you know all this stuff and you're kind of sitting there at the bottom just like screaming for you know something to be heard but you know ultimately I maybe I see the world with rose-colored glasses but I always think kind of like you know the good guys win in the end or you know like as long as your intentions are in the right space it will all work out have you found, I mean, you said that the podcast has been kind of a a source of positivity in your world. What have been some of those positive takeaways from doing the show other than the the guests you get to meet and, and, you know, the time you spend doing this with your co-host? I am a nerd. And so like, I like the challenge of figuring out how to make a podcast successful or like, For instance, like uh, the artwork of Because We're Strong, it's actually a mosaic of every single person who's been on the show. And so like it looks like Because We're Strong from afar, but if you actually like got and like looked at the actual image, it's, you know, a picture of everyone. So like I love like small details like that and being able to figure things out. That's gratifying for me. And to connect with honestly, like, People like you, like I remember when I first started, I think I had like two episodes out and I was like, hey, you want to be on this podcast? And you're like, yeah, maybe next year. But, you know, to like watch now after a year later to be able to be on your show, it's like things like that for me are really cool. And by the way, everyone, if you go to causepods.org and you you look for the episode, we'll actually have a, the artwork there so you can see it. And yeah, if you zoom in, you can see it's a bunch of squares in the background. So it's a very, very cool effect. And and really, I, I like that detail. It's a, it's a nice touch of what you're trying to create there. What about others? So you've been doing this for a year, right? Almost uh, 75 episodes at the time that we're talking what other lessons have you learned that maybe you would pass on to somebody else who has a passion, has a cause, is thinking about doing this, but may not know the first place where to start? I'm really big on community over competition. So I would say that like I'm an open book. Like I, if you want to start, just start. Be brave enough to know that your voice is worth hearing. And there are people out there who genuinely just want, like would be willing to give you you know, the advice or the support that you you need. I'm one of those people. And like I said, I know that that's not, that's not everyone's take on it. But for me, just start. Don't, don't let your fear hold you back. There's never going to be a right time to do it. And don't be afraid to ask. Because what's the worst anyone can say to you? No. And then you keep moving. And 
You find the next person who will say yes. <laughs> we just had an Olympian who has myositis. And legitimately, I just heard the NBC reporter say it because I'm a huge Olympics fan and reached out to him and was just like, hey, you want, I know you're like an Olympic star now and, you know, <laughs> just won the Manhattan Volleyball Open, but want to be on my podcast? Within, I think, an hour or two, he said yes. Like, And so, like you said, there's always going to be someone who who wants to participate in what you're doing. You know, I, I love that lesson because so often I, I'm talking to clients who are like, you know, I'm trying to get these big, big A-list guests and celebrities and, you know, the whales, as they call it, because they're clients and things like that. And so I was like, and they say yes, but there's so many conditions and this and that. It's like, if it's a struggle to get the yes, or it's a struggle to arrange, or it's a struggle to get them to use a mic or to connect, like, if they are making it difficult to be on the show, imagine how difficult they're going to be as a guest on your show and what kind of quality content you're going to create as a result of that experience. Like if somebody is pushing back, it's okay to just move on to somebody else. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a great point. Cause I think too, sometimes I think that's one thing because we're strong has definitely taught me is that, you know, sometimes we're so into the whales, as you say, or into, you know, how do we blow this up? And we blow this up by getting this on, right? Like a ton of big people's platforms. But I think that's really not the case. You know, some of my best episodes are ones that have, you know, they're fair, they're like statistically, I mean, like speaking, like have the smallest following and because it's about the content that you're putting out there. And, you know, sometimes you put out, you know, great episodes with all these really big people and they flop. And, you know, I think that's, you know, really important to realize that you don't need the big whales. They won't make or break you. You're the only one that can make or break. I, I love that you bring that up because, yeah, so often people think that getting that A-list celebrity is going to be the key to unlocking a million downloads or, or, you know, like that, that's, what's going to make it special. And, and really it's not about the, the power or the celebrity of the guest, but it's the making sure you're getting the right kind of guest. just getting a big name guest for the sake of getting a big name guest doesn't guarantee that the content is going to be fulfilling to your audience, or it's going to be impactful for your audience. And truthfully, many times those big name celebrities, they won't share the episode or if they do, it's, it's very right. Right. Yeah. Well, they'll like reshare what you posted on their, your like store, their story, which is like great, but like honestly not beneficial to your show. And then, you know, depending on how far you from your like audience, then the people in your audience aren't even listening to that episode. And so, you know, all that work and all that stuff for, you know, a little, a very little outcome. And that's why, you know, I want to share everybody's story, you know, and we'll just keep going and sharing as many, many stories as I can. I think that's a great positive attitude to keep and something that everybody who is getting into this game should be thinking about that. It's, you know, chasing the celebrity, chasing that download high, even if you attain it, you're probably going to crash back down really quickly and it's it's not going to feel nearly as satisfying as it sounds on paper. So as part of everyone's appearance on CausePods, we always like to give them the opportunity to talk about a charity, but you actually run online shop, findyourrare.com. The shop is called Rare, a brand with a purpose. And as part of that, you actually let your customers pick the charity that they want to support. So tell us a little bit more about the rare shop and 
how it works for consumers who want to check it out. Creating things, I failed art, everyone. So I think that's an important thing to like disclose. Um, is that, you know, I failed art and now I'm, you know, in this thing where all I feel like I, the best way for me to express myself is to kind of create something. Uh, and so, you know, started just with the rare and the square and I knew I wanted to give back. So when I started the shop, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to give to this charity and this charity. And then I would sit there and be like, you know, your voice matters, all this stuff. And I was like, wow, well, that's kind of like not aligned with the brand or the mission if I'm over here saying like your voice matters but it's going to go to the charity that I want and so I started a shop with a purpose and not just shop with a purpose shop with your purpose which gives uh, you the ability to donate the 15 percent that goes to charity at checkout to your particular cause so if you're a cancer survivor and you wanted to go to a specific cancer things, we have the ones that we feature, but then there's like um, a comment box to place in, or you can actually nominate your charity to be on the list. So there's like two different ways to go about it, but you know, no matter what we have about like, I'd say between seven and 10 um, at any given time, ranging from, you know, racial equity to, you know, LGBTQ rights to very specific and small diseases. And that's kind of just my way of saying that, you know, your voice matters down to where this shirt 15% goes to, because I think it's important. Uh, I think that's a great concept and a great way for folks to support. So you can go to findyourrare.com, purchase your item, choose the charitable cause that you want to support. And in doing so, you're also supporting Christine and the Because We Are Strong group, right? I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you are still a profitable entity. It's definitely not a nonprofit. It's the one with a B in it. Um, but don't, don't tell the IRS. <laughs> I don't understand any of that. But, but also we have a Because We're Strong. You know, if you are a fan of the show, we do have a Because We're Strong you know, section where you can find authors books and, you know, anyone we've had that is doing stuff. We also link out to all that as well as some, you know, of like my personal favorite sayings from the show. Very, very cool. So again, if you go to causepods.org, we'll have a link to the store, findyourrare.com, as well as a link to find the podcast because we are strong. The website is bwspod.com link there, link to the show, link to Apple, Google, Spotify. So we encourage you to check it out and check out the artwork that features all the images of the guests who have been on the show previously. Christine, thank you so much for joining us here on CauseBots today. Oh, thank you, Matthew. Thanks for listening to this episode of CauseBots. If you've been inspired by the work of our guest, please check out the show notes to this episode in your podcasting app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their show, their website, their podcast links on Apple, Google, Spotify, as well as a link to support the charity that they highlighted here in this episode. You will also find at causepods.org a way to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcasting app, how to sign up to be a guest on this show, and a link to our Facebook group, which is going to have special resources just for the folks who are podcasting for a good cause. And I can tell you right now, we've got one great deal from our friends at PodPage, but you're only going to learn about it and get that special deal if you are a member of the Facebook group. 
for CausePods. And before I go, I should say thank you in particular. The show is edited and produced by Ben Kiloy of the Military Veteran Dads Podcast. And what a great job he has done. And all this is made possible because of the great support that I receive from Shannon Rojas here at thepodcastconsultant.com. Once again, if you want to learn more, go to causepods.org. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time on CausePods. Pods.